Welcome to this. The Friendly Atmosphere Newcastle Music Scene Podcast. I wear a bra. Sometimes. This time we had music by Ewan Ling, Asia Scowl, The Union Choir, Albion Row, Eddie Rivers, and an interview with Ian Coutney. Here are the boys. I love boys me. Hey, dear, hey, pat, pat, what? Ed, what do you think there's something funny about a couple of verbs doing a podcast? Ah, you can stick your podcast. Atmosphere Newcastle Music Scene Podcast with me, Martin Thompson, and the Golden Swan's here too. Me! Right me! I'm here! The Golden Swan. How are you, Mr. Alex Somerset? I'm fine, Mr. Martin Thompson, but I'm more concerned about all these wonderful people that have had to wait a month. A whole month before they can hear us again. Before we're back. This is our penultimate penultimate last but one podcast the the first bar first bar none first bar none last first podcast ones nils podcast that was uh Yun Lin Yun Yun a lovely name Yun Yun uh Callum's brother who we interviewed last month wait someone called Callum would have a brother called what kind of parents called 
call their children Ewan and Callum Lin. It's really, it's like a tongue twister. It is. Ewan and Callum. Ewan Callum. But incidentally, this this is spelt wrong. It should be a W. Do you think? Yes, it should That's be. actually his name. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> it's spelt wrong. Ewan. Um, uh, you can get that. that. That was I'm a Believer, his version of I'm a Believer. I've never heard that song before. I've no idea what that was. Yeah, we've never heard that. We're not doing any cover versions. We won't be sued by any record companies this month. We're not doing a cover version special of this podcast. We're no. not. No. Now, all no. of these songs are going to be originals. All of them. Every single one. So next up, we have... Uh, oh, by the way, you and Lynn. You and Lynn, that's uh, E-U-A-N. L Y N N dot Bandcamp dot you can get that dot. and it's requested we play one of his proper songs next month <laughs> where we'll do that from we'll do it. it would be the we'll the definitely last do one. that I've had a listen yeah. he's, he's quite good next uh, next up is uh, a band called it is Aegis Scout I think it's a solo arts female solo well I was solo trying arts. to work I was trying to work it out because I would pronounce Aegis. it how but we, it's spelt wrong how we spell how I mean, how we pr- pronounce that? Egerskow? It's Eger, but is that you? That's a K. That's, that's my a, writing, sorry. That's a K. It's A-G-E-R-S-K-O-W. Wait, it's Egerskow. No, that's a W. Scow. That's a W? Yeah, that's that. That is a W. Egerskow. Egerskow? Egerskow. We go with Egerskow. Um, this uh, is uh, from... Uh, it's single, which... Is released next week. What? How current are we? Are we current? Yes, you can get it. Uh, it's a double A side, and it'll be out uh, by the time this single, uh, the, by the time this uh, podcast comes out. Three pound forty nine. That's a. It's bargain. a limited edition CD. If you're one of the first one hundred people to download that from Bandcamp, uh, you get a limited edition CD. Plus, you get your download as well with the two songs on it. It's three pound forty nine. You know, and let's face it, if you were going to go to the veg shop, you wouldn't get a hot pot out of £3.49, would well, you? Well, this is it. And, and it's available from uh, cottageindustries.bandcamp.com. Or a cottage pie. Uh I think you should go and uh, download it. Uh, this is... And it's called This Train Terminates.
Egeskau, as we decided. Egeskau. Egeskau. I think it's got to be. The straight terminates a single double A side. It's out now. Three pound forty nine limited edition CD plus download. Cottageindustries.bandcamp.com. And uh, if you didn't understand what I said there, you can get all the links to everything we do on the podcast from musicbymiosis.com. Click on the podcast tab. Alex has something to say about that song. That's the first time you've heard that, isn't it? I was just going to say that's the first time I've heard that. And who on there? She sounds like a young Stevie Nicks, a.k.a. Fairport Convention. It sounded fantastic. That's the first sensible thing you've ever said on this podcast. (laughs) No, it's not. Yes, it is. I, I feel insulted by that. Oh, well, you know. That's what it's all about, isn't it? In it? In it. In it. In it. In it. Um, we've, uh, I've been looking at, I don't normally look, but I've been looking at who and why and where people have been downloading this podcast. I thought you were, I thought you were going to say I've been looking at another job. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I mean, I've lo- I've been I'm looking, sorry to break it to you. I've been looking at an awful lot of porn as well. <laughs> But uh, I've been looking at who who's been the stati- statistics, the statisticals, the statisticals for this uh, podcast. What we've got ten people, ten people in the U.S. of A. Have we? Download regularly downloading this podcast. Why are you listening? What? It's a new. Co- this is a local podcast for local people. Well, did you? There's think- nothing for you here. I'm I'm sorry to break it to you, but. Did you think about the, the fact there might be a new castle in America? There is, yes, but uh, the, the, the statistics. Well, the statistics go. You can you can listen to it. You can stream it online, and it tells you if they've kind of um, stopped listening halfway through or something. These are downloads. This is people who've actually gone. Oh yeah, I like that, and downloaded it. Ten in the USA, and there's three in China. But the Chinese will have anything. The Lisa Fish Eye. The will. The yeah. sort of, I'm not surprised they're downloading the podcast. The but I was, I was surprised. I, I was pleasantly surprised that we got ten USA listeners. Hello, everybody in the USA. Can you can no. you hear no, me no, waving? No, no. Well, howdy. Ha- howdy, everybody. Howdy. Howdy, everybody in the USA. Can you can you hear me waving? Um, if you got any tunes, send them in. We'll play them. We're not, we're not asked, are we? We're not bothered. It doesn't have to be from Newcastle. Newcastle, New Newcastle, Castle, USA. Who cares? I think our second series might be called Friendly Atmosphere Music Scene for Everyone Podcast. International Podcast. In- international Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we'll go with. We're pleased you're listening anyway. I, I, it, we, we are touched, aren't we? At least someone's when listening. When I say touched, I mean mental. <laughs> <laughs> Should we play another song? The Golden Swan. Well, why not? Why not indeed? Why not? This is the Union Choir. And this is called Your Melodic. I love a good choir. You're going to love this, Alex. I think you will love this. Uh, the Union Choir, Your, your Melodica. Uh, and it sounds like this. <laughs> Make it 
it to Indian time for Valentine's Wrap me in curls and keep me till New Year I, I won't mind Getting played like your melodica You're the melodic man, though. Yeah, I am the melodic man. I am the melodic man. I come from far away. Where do you come from? I'm far away. I've just said. Yeah, really. Uh, you can hear. Uh, you can. Uh, well, the, the link they gave me uh, to that you, the, you young kids podcasters should listen to is <laughs> uh, facebook.com forward slash the union choir. 
if you're young out there and you're in the Facebook, uh, Facebook into, into your Facebooking, yeah, in between we... wanking off to uh, low grade porn, low grade people having sex with donkeys, or a bit of horse porn, a bit of horse porn. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? Wait, I remember that in college. Bit of that, horse it's porn. Uh, the thing about horse porn is um, it's it's hard to find, isn't it? In in, in more the point. It's it's you know like it makes you feel inadequate. It's the the horses are in hiding at the minute. It's the thing that the horses say you have to find us. <laughs> that's that's a really good joke. I just made that up. It was a bit shit. <laughs> it was a bit shit, but that's why it was good. Okay, so as I say, as I said earlier, uh, none of these songs, none of these songs in this podcast are cover versions. EMI, Sony. Oh, I think they're the same company. Parlophone, they're the same company again. Universal, Island. They're all record companies who could sue us for playing covers. So we don't normally play covers. So none of these songs are covers. None of them are. None of them. They're mm. all original. Having said that, uh, the next song is um, has a melodic on it. It has a definite melodic on it, Alex. Well, that's a cover. Because we've just played a melodica. Well, I, you didn't think there was a melodica in there. I didn't think so. So I think we no... need to hear some melodica, don't Wait, we? I, I think I think I'm desperate for some. This is uh, meiosis, which is basically me. It's you, and it's your Valentine sing- single with some other exceptional guests. We recorded this really, really quickly within a few hours, but I think it's wonderful. We did this as a free gift for valentine's day as an anti-valentine's day so so, so if if you if you know like if you're a bit late and you've forgotten to send your valentine's day present to whoever it was a month ago if, if, if you've forgotten to tell you that tell your loved one that they're a cunt then you should probably play this song to them now um this is by uh, this is meiosis with gin girl and Sigh, sigh of the dead. <laughs> Simon Chester. <laughs> sigh, sigh of the dead. Simon, Simon, sigh of the dead. Wait. Simon, sigh, sigh forward slash, sigh of the dead. Sigh, sigh of the dead. Watershed, the moment. Chester. Uh, <laughs> this is by us. We all did this together. And uh, this is a song that was originally be- recorded. Wasn't originally recorded. Wasn't. Wasn't originally called by Lush in 1996 definitely on their album wasn't. Uh, Love Life. It no, definitely no, was definitely not wasn't. on that. Um, uh, and Jarvis Cocker did not sing on it. No, no. Single girl, I just want to be a single girl. They did that. Remember? Well, you, you know, you, you speak for yourself because... I don't want to be a single girl. Speak for yourself because Jarvis did, definitely not did sing I don't that. I Lush did not do this originally. This is called uh, Chow. And this this was for Valentine's Day, but we're giving it away free to you now. We've given it away free anyway, weren't we? It's always free with us. This is Chow with uh, Meiosis, which is me, Gin Girl, and Sai, Sai of the Dead. Static 
Or not doing lush. No, that not that's, definitely that not song doing was lush. Definitely not from uh, the album by Lush. And if you're a bit late, which was know, called Love Life, which wasn't called Love Life in 1996, and Jarvis Cocker did not sing on that with Lush, had nothing to do with it. It didn't exist. It didn't happen. No, yeah. no. We're gonna uh, move on, Alex. Of the Somerset. We're Ooh, gonna. Uh, we can't. We can't. We're just going to keep going. 
I'm happy with that. Um, uh, we're going to move on to Belfast. Yeah. We have been to Belfast, haven't we? We did. We went to Belfast. Fantastic place. Wonderful. You know what I like most about Belfast? Yeah. The curbs. Did you notice the curbs? All the bombs were getting blown up left, right and centre. It was horrible. Yeah. You know, like, you, you, you can't really go out from one pub into another without, without getting like, shot at. Without, shot at and... Uh, it, it, really, the, the tourists... The, the tourists in Belfast, they're the people that they hate the most. Everybody hates a tourist. Well... The Northern Irish hate tourists much. Don't go there. No, no. God, no. Especially if you if you if you're talking an English accent. We jest, of course. No, it was a lovely place. I tell you what, I would happily live in Belfast. Mm. I, it, it's it's the most amazing place. I I think it's one of my favourite cities in the world now. And do you know what? If you really like chocolate, it's a place to go. If you go down to the market. I forget where St George's Market. What one of them? People of Belfast. What's the market called? Whatever the market's called. If you go down to the market, there's a fantastic chocolate shop in there. I got some lovely jam in there. You did, and your mother is is chomping on that jam. She's as chomping on that jam. She's as loving nom, 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 Belfast jam. She's, nom, nom, she's nom, loving nom, that jam. Um, we had a lovely time there. Everybody there is absolutely wonderful. I'm, good, I'm trying to write this, write a blog about it, but um, the blog might be out before this podcast. And the thing about that market is, it's the only place I've ever seen a fife for sale. If you ever fancy playing a fife or having to go with a fife, go buy one. A fife? You can, what you is can, a fife? You can buy a fife. It's like a penny whistle, but without a whistle on it, you've got to kind of... You've got to kind of do that through what's, the. What's the point in a penny whistle without a penny whistle? Well, you've got to kind of do the whistle for yourself through the tube. Yeah. It's it was intriguing. Uh, That's for sure. I see. Well, I don't really see. I'm just saying that just to shut you up. <laughs> I'm I'm quiet. Did and you? now you're not again. <laughs> um. Yes, we had a, a, a lovely time in Belfast. We. We didn't. Uh, we went up the Falls Road and uh, Crumlin Jail. We had a look up there as well. Still lovely. Yeah. And anybody who says it's not lovely is a liar. Uh, go there. We we wholeheartedly recommend that you go there. The thing about it is, go have a look, and then you can taste authentic Irish Guinness. For half the price that the you would get in, in Dublin. Fucking fantastic as well. Yeah. It's lovely. It's beautiful. We went we went and saw the Titanic Museum. We did. Didn't yeah. we? Uh we we did everything. We had two days and we spent eight till eleven eight in the morning till eleven o'clock at night basically saving up and eating your city. Mm. And drinking um, it. Yeah. T- taxi driver was called Seamus. He did the he did the um, he did the proper cliche about uh, the Titanic. Going, Titanic was built here. I can't do it all the An Irish Irishman built it, but but did you know? Did you know the an Englishman sank it? Yeah, they did that. He did that. He did that one. I only really went to Belfast to hear somebody say that. Yeah, I was expecting it. 
It was built in Belfast, but it was sunk by the English. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they say there. Me, I had no idea what the Titanic was. I'd never even heard of the fucker. Well, I, th I, th I don't think I, I'm not sure any of that's going to make any sense. But it's basically. I think it's all. I think it's all fabrication. In there was no such ship. In a nutshell, it was. Bing bong. Good Belfast. Uh, this song's by Dave McCann. We played a song by him a couple of podcasts ago. He played at our gig that we did in Belfast. Um, it's uh, called um, Don't Let It Be. It's like an anti Paul McCartney song, isn't it? Yeah. Don't! <laughs> Imagine the Paul McCartney. Let it be. Let it be. Don't! Don't! <laughs> let it be. <laughs> let it be. Don't let it be. Don't! God! You wouldn't let it lie. Don't let it. Don't let it be. <laughs> well, if that was the case, then this would be the song. You can find him on Bandcamp. It's davemccann.bandcamp.com. Uh, it's from his EP and sang to a small guitar. Uh, Don't let it be by Dave McCann. Let's uh, let's 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 have a little dance. Should we have a little dance? Let's dance. Don't let the summer build you up. The folding chairs and buttercups. Don't let the sunlight cloud your mind Because of all the things that shine Don't let the bees between the flowers Buzz in your brain pan after hours Don't let the moonlit moths hold sway Over your senses through the day Tell me how you're gonna feel at this time of year How you're gonna deal with this time of year don't let the autumn chill your brain With howling wind and driving rain Don't let the season's soggy mist Beat on your mind with foggy fist Don't let the smell of coal fly coal Bring back the memories of old Don't let the shooting stars leave tracks Like whiplash scars upon your back Tell me how you're gonna feel at this time of year you're gonna deal with this time of year Don't let it be Don't let the winter bring you down Leave the snow upon the ground Don't let the festive spirits feed Upon your pessimistic greed Don't let Jack Frost inside your dreams He's not as jolly as he seems Don't let the flash of northern lights Keep you awake on frosty nights Tell me how you're gonna feel at this time of year How you're gonna deal with this time of year Don't let the spring cast body spells Over your body's fragile cells Don't let the mayfly take control over your sentimental soul Don't let the flame about take fire Rekindle long-time dead desire Don't let the cuckoo and the dove Lull you so lightly into love Tell me how you're gonna feel at this time of year How you're gonna deal with this time of year Don't let it be 
Don't let the summer build you up The folding chairs and buttercups Don't let the autumn chill your brain With howling wind and driving rain Don't let the winter bring you down Beneath the snow upon the ground Don't let the spring cast body spells Over your body's fragile Can from Northern Ireland from Belfast singing Don't Let It Be Don't Let It Be Just Don't Let It Be Don't Let, let it, it Be Let It Be Don't Let It Be Let It Be You know in that Paul McCartney song that's the laziest it just goes C B A G F E E What the D I'm lost now. Just go That's the laziest That's that's McCartney. Paul McCartney, the best songwriter in the entire world. He's just a lazy fucker, really, isn't he? Oh, isn't it a great song? But I guess he was probably the first to have the idea of just going, oh, well, I'll, just, I'll just go from C and just go. Nobody else can do that now, can they? Because it's led a bit. It's already been done. It's already been done. He got it there first. Dave McCann from Northern Ireland and sang to a small guitar. I've put some videos up on YouTube of Dave McCann. That's if anyone wants to see them, see him live. You can sing get the you can get song. all the links to everything on musicbymyosis.com. I think it links to my YouTube account. We'll put I'll, t- I'll tell you what we'll do on the podcast tab. We'll put a link to him playing that song live. We'll em- embed it. We'll embed it. Yeah, we'll embed it. Embed it. So you get the video on the web page. I know we'll, exactly we'll what what embedding is, but you know. Um. So now it's time for an interview. Is it? With Ian Courtney. Do you know what? Do you know what? Maybe we should have an interview sometime. What, me and you? Me and you. Isn't this just basically an interview? No, it's not an interview. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's, uh, that's Rachel, the purpose's job to interview me. I suppose. I suppose. Okay. Probably edit this bit out, won't we? No. No. Um... Uh, uh, yeah. So, um, I'm going to have an interview now with uh, Ian the Courtney. Ian of the Courtney. He's from Northern Ireland, Alex! He is. If, if, if anyone wanted to meet someone from Northern Ireland and you lived in it Newcastle... It would be Ian Courtney. It would be Ian Courtney. He hates Belfast. He really fucking hates it. We'll find out more. What, what should we ask him first, Alex? What's the first question we should ask him? I think we should ask him. Have you got any bombs in your pocket? Exactly. What? What have you? Can I strip search you? Don't ask him that. We're just ripping now. I think this is going to be edited out this bit. <laughs> We've got an interview now with uh, Ian Courtney, who's from Northern Ireland too. Ian of the. Courtney. Have you seen how I've linked it, Alex the Golden Swan? Have you seen how I've linked it? That's it's. Do you know what? It's very relevant. We've gone from someone who plays readily in Northern Ireland. Has a, a, a solid fan base to someone who is also kind of 
linked to Northern Ireland, who is and now from lives Northern in Newcastle, Ireland, but no. now lives in Newcastle. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I think we'll be ask, we'll be finding out how old he is. I think we'll ask him how old he is. Don't forget, if anyone wants to listen to David McCann, do you want to head you? some live songs? Live songs on the that'll, that'll be embedded on the Myosis page. It'll be embedded. Um, we'll, do you want to hedge your bets as to how old Ian Courtney is? 46. I think he's 32. Really? In fact, no, I think he's not. I think he's 31. 31? Yeah. In fact, no, let's, let's hedge your bets now. Not, not uh, how old he is. Uh, let's see how much he weighs this week. I reckon... I'm 15 stone and I'm 6 foot 2. And Ian Courtney's a little bit shorter than me. So, And you're quite fat, but you're not as tall as me. How much do you weigh? I have no idea. Probably about 15 eight. I think I'm about about 15 eight too. But I have the height to carry it off. So I think... <laughs> I have, the, I have the, 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 the girth to carry it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got the girth, yeah. Gertrud, get the slight chest and tape. Gertrud, fucking hell. You just, you just look a bit too, you know, like you look too long. To be fair, I'm, I'm going to say that Ian Courtney is around about. I'm going to say, say sixteen stone two. What, what's, what, what's your bet? That Ian McCourtney is sixteen. Ian, Ian Courtney, two. how much does he weigh? We're going to ask him on the interview. No, like, well. 16, I reckon, I reckon he's about, I reckon he'll, like, you know, punch above his weight. I reckon he'll say he's 15 and a half. 15 and a half yeah. you're going for. Yeah, I'm going for 16.2. So. You're going for 15.5. Yeah. Find out after the uh, interview who's won. Yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> Dickheads. It gives me great pleasure to introduce to you the wonderful Ian Courtney.
Exactly what I said. Congratulations. In your face, Golden Swan. Um, how would you describe your music? Is it. If it's not very nice, I don't agree with putting music into a, uh, into a junior, but if you had to, like if you really, really had to, like if, if there was 14 elephants going to stamp on your head, would it be folk? Would it be rock? Would it be. Um, Marley? I'd like. <laughs> I would like to. I'd like to think that I've. Um, 
that I've invented a whole new genre of um, militant, acoustic, melancholic pop. Yeah. So, in other words, folk. <laughs> Possibly with a bit of blues. It's fucking and, folk, right? And a bit of <laughs> rock. Bluesy folk. And stuff, yeah. I imagine, imagine Bob Dylan getting the shit kicked out of him by Rage Against the Machine. Something along those lines, but not as good as either of them. Selling yeah, it well, I, aren't they? Yeah, you've, that, that's me sold. I, I like that. Mm. Um, I get a sense that you write about uh, your roots and where you're from a lot, and uh, it might come through in your lyrics a bit. Would would that be fair? Is that is that true? Yeah, Does I that come through true. in your music? Very true. Um, so tell us about your roots, where, where it comes from. Where does your music come from? Where do those livers come? What is that place? The ether. I What's your name and where do you come from? I pluck them out of the ether. Um, I come from an exceptionally small and dull town in the north of Northern Ireland, near the Giant's Causeway, if anyone, anyone's ever heard of that. You're the music man, you come from far away. I come from far away, this is very true. Um, it's not unlike Whitley Bay, but on a little small island, somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic, called Ireland. <laughs> and, um, and it's a, it's not a very nice little time. It's um, it's got some sort of sentimental nostalgic value to me because I grew up there, but um, it's it's not much to, not much going for it. Like I mean, I'm dug from a similar place. It's horrible. <laughs> it's got some nice golf courses. That's 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 fair enough. Hmm. Um, so uh, so. Uh, Am I am I right? Am I right when I, when I say that horrible little place, that horrible little town, does kind of leak into your lyrics and perhaps when, you, when you write a song, that you bear people or places or little mental images you've got of that place where you're from. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it's very difficult to spend any length of time, especially your most formative years, in a place and not have it shape how you view things and how you want to get out, how you want to get out, or how you're going to get out and what you think of it when, once you are out because your attitude when you're in it is very different to whenever you're out of it when you're looking back on it um, and uh, I was exceptionally unhappy when I lived there and now looking back on it I've kind of made my peace with home but there are still things that go on in Northern Ireland in general as I'm sure anybody who watches the news will know that it's still infuriate me and it just feels like I'm looking at coverage of a third world country Yeah, I've I've done all my months about that. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm at one with <laughs> with how I feel about that. I've done an awful lot of writing about that recently. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, so moving on, you, you, at some point uh, you've picked up a guitar and you've formed yourself into the musical uh, novice. Novice. Is that what we're calling it? So, uh, when and where did Ian Courtney form? Um, the band, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> the musician. I don't want to refer to him in the third person because it's me. Um, when I was when I was nineteen, I had um, a group of friends who were in a band, an, ex- um, an exceptionally good band, really really good band called Pond. Check them out. Called what? Uh, pond. Pond. It, yeah, there wasn't quite an oasis. It was just a pond. Oh right, a pond as in water. Yeah, their little slogan was "Don't ponder, just pond." Um, but um, my mate Andrew was the lead singer, and. Um, they said um, they started putting on some gigs because there was no music scene in my hometown, and they started putting on some gigs. And I've been 
messing around with some music with a mate of mine and uh, Andrew who was leading with this band and putting the gig on said um, oh you guys should play you guys should support us and we're like we don't have any songs and he's like well you've got four days to write some and that was it and I only became the vocalist because my other mate didn't want to sing so I had to do it and it was exceptionally painful and awkward and then uh, after a while I kind of grew to like it and uh, it just kind of went from there and then I thought oh hey I'll write some songs because to be honest I was pretty crap at playing anyone else's so uh, and I couldn't be arsed to learn the chords so I thought I'll just write me own it seems like more fun so that way. in a nutshell you were kind of it was forced upon you and then you decided you liked it yeah kind of yeah. yeah it's like I don't know people peddling heroin to 15 year olds you, you don't want to do it but then you get into it and you realise you probably quite like it it's it's it's, uh, it's the yeah I was going to I was going to say something there and I decided very quickly not to <laughs> moving on um, what's better Jay Leno or Terry Wogan Terry Wogan yeah that, that, no, that, that's, that'll do me that's fine that, that is the correct answer oh thank you so um, uh, album number two, is it album number two it is it's on its way Mm-hmm. So um, I gather it's taken you a while to complete. It has. Tell us about that. Okay, um, with the abridged version, because otherwise it's going to take a long time. We've only got a bit. It's a bit we we've got about three hours to. Uh, oh, I see. That would still be the abridged version. <laughs> <laughs> um, it started. Uh, we started recording it in March two thousand and eleven um, with some. Sessions of laying down acoustic. It's now it's now March two thousand thirteen or twenty thirteen, if you like. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, it's just over two years. It's taken to go and well, we recorded the first the like the acoustic tracks to a click track, um, and then just with one thing and another, things kept getting in the way, and then trying to organise the other musicians who played on it. It's it's very difficult trying to organise like four different TV schedules and girlfriends and wives and babies and football. And, all the rest of it is and shit like that and shit like that that always gets in the way um, so there were vast periods of time where nothing happened I think after the initial sessions nothing happened for nearly 11 months and then we finally got back on it and then we've had a run of sessions in the last two months where we've been at like two three sessions a week I finally got it all cleared up and uh, it sounded pretty good should have the final mixes but I Friday. Friday. This Friday. This Friday. Oh, it's exciting. We've met you at an exciting time, haven't we? Well, it is exciting. Well, it is for me anyway. And for the approximately five people who will buy my album. Well, indecision and apathy are no longer valid currency for the purchase of my precious time. Well, patience is a virtue Which unfortunately for use Not contained within these crooked bones of mine These crooked lips and a crooked smile These crooked legs were crooked miles But they're getting straighter all the time And a whiskey here and a whiskey there I do believe in tough repair and straightens These crooked bones of mine These crooked bones of mine 
writers and the poets could never capture the moment, nor could they so eloquently define. How I want some beauty in that face, but sentiment it now has no place within these crooked bones of mine. His crooked lips, a crooked smile, his crooked legs walk, crooked my house, but they're getting straighter all the time. And a whiskey here and a whiskey there, I do believe it does repair and straightens these crooked bones of mine, these crooked bones of mine. Sweet Lenore, but the raven it cries nevermore. And I take comfort from your cruelest lines. So, unnet that threatening, unkind brow, you can do no more damage now to these already crooked bones of mine. And a crooked smile, his crooked legs walk, crooked my house, but they're getting straighter all the time. And a whiskey here and a whiskey there, I do believe it. Dr. Pear and straight elms, his crooked bones of my <laughs> Maybe not quite such an over-reliant and dominance pizza for, for cover all the main food groups. It's disappointing, but probably in the best of the moment. I'm, I'm still there. You're still playing songs and I'm still drunkenly applauding. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Only this time I've kind of got something done in recording. Oh, yeah. No, that's about it. Nothing else has changed. Nothing, nothing's changed. No, nothing's changed. It's okay, because it's only 10 years. It's 11 years. I know. But we might be doing this again in another 11 years, sitting here in this exact same seat, talking about the last time we did well, this. Well, let's do that. We'll put a date in our diary Okay. Okay, that's cool. Um, I was going to ask you about uh, the Mad Hatter gigs that have just taken place. Played at one of them. I very much yeah, did. enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you for playing. It was a lot of fun. How much money did you raise in the end? We raised seven hundred and ten pounds after all expenses were paid. Seven hundred and ten pounds, and who was that for? That was for the North East Coalition Against Crime, who are a charity who 
um, support groups, uh, well not support groups, more community groups for young people, keep them off the streets, keep them on the, keep them on the right path, so I think it's a, it's a pretty noble cause, Yeah, they do keep, some exceptional yeah. work. Keep, keep the delinquent children out of my way. Oh, that's an interesting way of looking at it, but uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. I just thought, you know, if ever you say, uh, if you ever see a charity, or think of a charity, because you've done these two years running, and yep. I was, I was, I looked into it all last year, and I do think it's a very noble cause. But there is one way of putting it to somebody: you go, give me some money for charity. You go, no, fuck off! I'm not going to give you something. Look, look. Know these annoying kids who, who who rob you and mug you constantly, and and come and beat up your dog and what have you. There's this these people, these lovely people, who will help them and they won't exist. They'll be nice kids. They'll be they won't annoy you. In a, in a, in a Give me some money and we'll get this sorted for you right now. I I suspect that in an exceptionally crude generalisation, yeah, that's probably about the top. That that was that I suspect that there's a group of people that you could sell it to like that and be very successful with. Um, but they do they do do some fantastic work and they work really really hard and um, I think they. Um, they really appreciate because they're not like a national charity where yeah. they where they've got the the media and marketing budget of national charities like Bernardo's and things like that. Not that they're any less worthy causes, um, but just I think because they're local and because they're small, um, it makes the contribution. It, it the contribution means a lot more to them because it has much greater value. So £710 to them I'd is much they, more as opposed to Bernardo's. The grateful for the awareness that you... That you yeah, well, we try, we, we, we try to make we try to make people aware of what we do, but at the same time, it is a musical event. You don't want to hound people who've come along from it. Is, it is difficult. Sort of I, I think I was it, when, when I played, I was trying to say something about the charity on stage, but it's really difficult when you're in a room full of... You know, fifty drunk people who just really want to have a, a Friday night out exactly. to, to try and encapsulate it in a couple of sentences, which they're probably not going to hear anyway. I think the best thing to do is use it in your build-up, and then so that the gig is so that it, it's not something that you have to hound them during the gig because you've hounded them to make them buy the tickets. And once they've bought the tickets, you kind of, as a promoter, you've done, you've done your bit. So it's like it's separating what you're what you want to do for the good of things from a really cold capitalist outlook <laughs> which is selling tickets bombs on seats means more money for charity so that's about it fair enough it's very noble isn't it it is but it was amazing it was fantastic we had three nights um, we didn't even run a raffle we had one last night this year and we still raised more money than last year and the Clooney was just was mind blowing it was an amazing night and the Friday night in here that you played was fantastic no, yeah, I was uh, two of the best uh, gigs I've yeah. ever been to. They, they always tend to be. I think, uh, uh, yeah. I th I th is it is it something that is now becoming an annual event? So you're going to do it again next year? Expand looks on like it. It looks like it. I mean, we had we had some wonderful. Like I think when the <laughs> when you have a few pints and you suddenly get a bit ahead of yourself and you start thinking about like how how big could this actually get? Um, and you think about it and you think, oh. It'd be great if we could sell the arena out, but there's a difference between putting on a gig where you can badger your friends personally to come to it and having to sell tickets to people who have never heard of you and never heard of the bands that are playing. So that's where the threshold, so we've kind of like reached a glass ceiling at the moment, and the question is where do we go from here? So that's something we need to think about, um, or more importantly, I need to think about actually. 
Um, yeah. I find it exhausting, mentally exhausting, just organising one gig, so three in one week must nearly kill it, you, doesn't it? it was <laughs> you don't have to take, have a couple of weeks in bed after you it do that. It was better this year. Last year I was going to work in between them and I did four, and I think the having to be sensible during the day at work and then having to get yourself because you, you naturally get the adrenaline flows when you're at gigs and so you've got this massive emotional high from the run of the mill daily life and you go through that cycle and by the time we got to the final night I was just for nothing I was so tired by the time it got to the end and um, I was like I'd planned to go to the pub and go and have a few pints to celebrate at the very end and by the time I'd had a couple of pints I was just like I want to come to bed. I was like, I was just too tired. It took me nearly, took me nearly a week to recover from it. Yeah, this is, this is what every year uh, you see uh, local bands. They they want to uh, try and do the the run in the festivals and go and play in Glastonbury and and uh, or, or elsewhere for that matter. But I've I've been to Glastonbury as a punter. I'm knackered. I couldn't get up and play. I just, it would kill me. I don't know if that's because, perhaps the kids I'm talking about are, are maybe 19 or 20 and I'm older than that but they've got a bit more stamina than us I fear maybe but I don't think I could I could manage something like that oh. Oh. <laughs> I think, I think it, it's, physical stamina is one thing I think you need mental and emotional stamina because it really is a roller coaster ride um, and you just got to stick at it um, right, so I was going to ask you about the music. Uh, I've asked everybody about the Newcastle music scene. That's what the podcast's about. What do you, uh, in comparison to uh, other cities in the UK that got that notoriously have a good music scene? Uh, Manchester springs to mind. I think Glasgow does a bit, and uh, like Liverpool. Um, I'm not going to mention London because I don't think there's such a scene there. Maybe it's part of London. It's too complicated, London. But other cities of similar size uh, and scope of Newcastle. How do you think it uh, it compares? I think it's um, I think it's in terms of talent. I think it's definitely up there in terms of in terms of the buzz around it. I think it's lagging way behind, and I don't think that's a, I think it's a possibly a combination of a lot of factors. Um, as far as the talent goes, there's no question that there are some of the most, some of the best songs I've ever heard that have been written by. Musicians who just play in pubs around the, the northeast and in Newcastle. Yes, yeah, no uh, crocodile that. shoes, Jimmy. Now, <laughs> um, let's, let's get ready to rumble. Uh, PJ and Duncan. Uh, yeah. Um, there's just off the top of my head. Just you know, off the top. Of my head, um, fog on the time. There's fog. On, yeah, fog on yeah, the time. Yeah. Linda's, Linda's yeah. fine, isn't it? Not well, not Gaza. Yeah, let's not go down that road, eh? It's, no, well, no. I, I suspect there's going uh, that uh, from the time the Gaza version will be re-released within the next five years, is uh, in memory of. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite damning. But, well, it's it's, uh, but it's 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 probably a good shot. I, th- like, I, I think it's a, I think it's a great shame, but uh, it would be a shame. But that's probably what's going to happen, isn't it? We'll have to wait and see. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But I think um, in terms of the in terms of the hype, um, in terms of. I think a lot of it has to do with venues um, and the attitude towards venues um, in Liverpool, in Newcastle, sorry, Liverpool, and Manchester, London, as you say, and particularly in Edinburgh, there's bars where they are dedicated entirely to live music. Like that's it. You go down yeah. there and you, there's a session going on, and that's it. And it's everything from folk to full bands. And in Newcastle, it's like you turn up, and there's some places you go in, and they say, "Well, you can't play till the football's over." 
which is which is fine because it is a football city and I don't have a problem with that. But surely there must be there must be some sort of counter to that. Um, and also I think it's not it's not I don't know if there's enough people to, to really support it the way that the other cities are because population wise it's nowhere near the same as Liverpool or Manchester and things like that. Um, and I think it's very difficult. There's a, there's, there seems to be a bit of an apathy hanging over it and it's been there for as long as I can remember and I, I there's bands who've come out of it um, and there's some really good bands going around at the minute who have got a really decent fan base but if they were in any other city their fan base would be much bigger I was in uh, you, c- you can get your own with this as well if you want but I was in Belfast earlier this month and something that struck me is not all the venues, all the the, the proper music venues that are set up to play live uh, live music were beautiful and beautifully set up and ready for the purpose, rather than having to get uh, somebody in externally and then create the room into a room for live music. It was already all there, and. Um, also, if you went into a pub in the middle of the afternoon, most of the pubs had like two blokes playing acoustic guitar in the corner, rather than like in here they've got the telly on. It's like it's use twenty four something on in the corner. It's it's it seems more ingrained and like readily available in somewhere like like Belfast. The the cultures, it's more it's there's more of a culture there for live music. And doing something rather yeah. than kind of in Newcastle, kind of right. We're going to turn up on that night, and we're going to do. We're going to put these bands on, and you, then you, you you get into all the kind of dragging people away from the X Factor and stuff. Just come and fucking watch it. You might like it. <laughs> just come and have a look. A, uh, there, it just event. seems like yeah. it. Just it, the people are out and about, and they'll just go. Oh, let's go and have a look in here. This kind. Of, there's some music on in here. Let's go and have a look. Yeah. I think I would totally agree. I think it's more, yes, it is more ingrained. That's a, that's a really good point, actually. Um, I think Newcastle, when you go to a gig, it's um, it's an event as opposed to a way of life. If you know what yeah. I mean, you know. The yeah, that's kind of what, the that's kind of what I was trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean. It's like that, you know you have you have these amazing nights, but they're so few and far between. And the reason why I don't put on gigs every week is because, with the exception, with some notable exceptions, very rarely can this city sustain something that happens on a weekly basis. Yeah, I, that, I mean, that might have something to do with the uh, venues and the promoters. I don't, I don't seem to be able to... I might be wrong. I know I'm not wrong. When I say I might be wrong, I'm not fucking wrong, all right? It's, they don't seem to be able to work together. They don't seem to be able to go in, this will complement this. Or we, we get a crowd doing this and this is a similar thing to kind of work together um, I don't think that one person should have to spend all night at one gig to watch all of the bands because it's polite I think if there was something on in a venue down the road go, I'm going to watch tonight I'm going to go out and I'm going to watch that band because I know they're on and I'm going to pop in there and see what's on there because I know there's night on there and go around by three or four different venues and see things that the may in the long run like really really uh, learn to love and that's a, that's a, that's a nice weekday out isn't it that's a, that's a Sunday night out just popping around we've, we've got the buildings for it there's plenty of stages in the city centre it should buy they should be working together but the centre they tend to prefer to compete yeah I, I would agree I think there's a lot of 
there's a lot of competition, a lot of unnecessary competition. Um, and I don't think it's one of those situations where I don't think competition has benefited and anybody, certainly not the musicians. Um, but you're right, there's enough buildings, there are enough stages for people to get onto, but there just isn't a thriving scene. I think there's just a number of factors that are responsible for it. But I would dearly love to see it get on the map. And maybe if one of the bands who's around at the minute does something and gets signed or has some success, maybe... They tend to just bugger off. Well, it's possible, and you can't really blame them, but um, because it's cold and it's miserable and it has been for as long as I can remember this winter. Um, but at the same time, it would be nice if someone put them, if they got on the map. Um, and were able to sort of turn the spotlight back on where they came from, then maybe that might make a difference. That's good. Um, Maximum Park tend to do, still do stuff at the Cluny, don't they? A few they days do, yeah. still. Yeah, so it's not to say good. it doesn't exist, it does, but. It does, yeah. Not enough. Not enough of it. Anyway, I've asked everybody about that, more or less, what everybody's said.
great about New York. Um, well, food food vendors on the street, street vendors. <laughs> that's exciting. Um, Why don't we have that in this country? Where you can just we, we do, but they only open at like two o'clock in the morning. No, I, I don't mean like somebody selling shit out of a van. I go to Germany, or if you go to Berlin, or you go to basically anywhere in Europe, really, any major European European capital, there'll be like little market stores. Everybody's out on the streets, and they'll be like drinking grog. (laughs) I'm not making it up. (laughs) Went to Berlin. I'm walking around drinking grog out of a china cup that I bought on the street, and um, eating a nice sausage. Well, yeah, they've got the Christmas market here, which is class, and I think it's all. Newcastle has always got a better buzz about it when it's got the market you know, with the German sausages and all the crafts and the food and stuff like that. It's fantastic. And I just like, wish they'd had it the whole year round. It would be great. Um, I, I was being flippant when I said that about New York. Actually, to be fair. I mean, it is one of the perks, but I like it. But uh, there's a real um, sense that it's kind of the centre of something. Um, it's really cool stuff goes down there. It's got a scene. There's a scene in half. You can just you can just wander from bar to bar and see different things. There's eight or nine, ten, probably twenty, thirty things on any given night. But you can just and it's everything from one end of the skill to the other, from like acoustic performers to like cabaret acts and metal bands and everything in between. And you there's always something going on. There's like down in the village there's like this buzz in the air that something is happening that you won't, find, you won't find yourself getting lost in New York as well. No, because it's all it makes geographical sense. Everything's is, in blocks and grids. It's pretty clever, actually. Yeah, it's, it's quite good. Except down in Greenwich Village, it's in the piggledy piggledy streets, which is nice. But I like New York. It's lovely. If I if I ever won Euro Millions or sold a couple of million copies of my album, I'd definitely go and live there. At least um, part time. What what the deserters? Like oh, every only, other part time. <laughs> I'd be there for six months. On a similar on a similar theme, uh, if you could play at any venue in the world, where would you choose? There's there's only one answer to that, and I I I think that if anybody says anything different, it's probably because they're lying or they haven't thought about it. But Pyramid Stage Saturday night, no question. Yeah, there's nowhere else in the world. Nowhere. If if I could play one gig. One gig, one last gig. That's what I would choose to do. Glastonbury, permission. If it, it has to be one last gig, so we'll get it. Make sure there's a sniper in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer that you didn't. <laughs> That'd be a the social. Uh, have you yeah. been listening to any 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 music you've been listening to or enjoying lately, or have you been into any gigs that you've you've particularly yeah, enjoyed? Yes. Um, Secret Rose, Brixton Academy. Magnificent, absolutely fantastic. Light show was fantastic. The sound was brilliant. Um, the music was fantastic. Um, thoroughly enjoyed them. Thoroughly enjoyed it. These are these like quick, snappy questions now. Just try to make them a little bit less quick and snappy. Okay. <laughs> I saw that lucky through me. Uh, <laughs> if you could meet one of your heroes, who? Would that be? And why? 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 See, my natural my natural inclination would be to say, say Bob Dylan, but if I met Bob Dylan, um, he he's a man who can talk for a very long time without actually giving anything away. So I'm not entirely sure how much benefit I'd get from meeting Bob Dylan. Um, Maybe when he could just you'd have a nice maybe have a nice photograph and go, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's Bob true. Dylan. Um, he was uh, I don't know. I'm not the wise. Yeah, um, I think probably. 
Robert Johnson, the blues guitarist. Oh, well, I would love to. Maybe, maybe, it would, maybe it would remove some of the mystery. I don't know, but um, I'd love to have met him. I'd love to. I'd love to go back in time to meet him as opposed to bring resurrecting him and bringing him to the twenty first century. I'd rather go back in time to meet him because I think like sitting at a, a bar in Mississippi watching Robert Johnson playing blues would be pretty sweet. Um, I, I've asked a few people this one. It's it's like a, in two parts. You can choose which and you don't have to answer both parts. It's it's, it's a really badly written question really, but I haven't updated it. We've, been, we've only been doing this for five months. Um, what's what's been the weirdest moment of your musical career, or and or what's the best or worst? Or what's the worst thing anybody has ever said about your music? I don't think any. Okay, yeah, I can answer both of those. I can almost say that if you said the worst thing that happened on stage, I would have been able to answer the question. The, the, stra- the, the strangest thing that's ever happened okay, in your um, career. Well, I'll tell you the weirdest thing that happened. It was our. It was my second ever gig, um, in Port Rushot Club with my mate Brian on lead guitar, and we got to the end of the third song, and there was like a quite a long outro which just kind of had a pretty little solo over the top of it and this guy emerged on stage from behind us with saxophone and started playing along to our track um, we'd never seen this guy before in our lives ever he started playing the saxophone um, horribly out of tune um, and uh, my mate said to me, we actually have a recording of it, believe it or not, we actually, there's a recording exists of this very moment, and um, Brian was about to stop, and I said, no, keep playing, I want to see where this is going, and uh, so there's about 40 seconds of this guy playing saxophone in completely the wrong key over our, the outro to our song, um, and, uh, and then he turned around and said to us, you boys are playing in the wrong key. <laughs> And to the complete stunned silence of the entire crowd and everyone on stage, and um, I then said something exceptionally nasty to him, which meant that he vacated the stage very quickly, um, because I was quite ready to take. It might be the only time in my life I was prepared to get very violent. Um, I can't. I can't believe it happened. I still have difficulties remembering that it happened, but it so did. Did you ever get an explanation of what? He was a friend of the guy who was doing the sound, who was the father of one of the bands that we were playing with. Um, did he just come on to the wrong band? Then? He basically no. He basically just, as far as we can tell, he just told us, "Mate, oh, there's an acoustic that you can jam along with," um, so, that he could, so that he could get in for free. Basically, I think that's what it was. Um, and this guy just well, I contract he did have to actually get in for free. And, uh, so uh, best do these 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 lads are finishing our best kind of thing to well, exactly. music. Um, and it's all it was exceptionally surreal and it was my my mate Andrew who's actually producing the album, he had the mini disc, his old mini disc, ah, good old mini disc, um, was plugged into the sound desk. Um, and so we actually have a recording of it and um, he put together a compilation of all the gigs that happened, like songs from the gigs that happened that summer of 2002 and um, that was the very first track on it that he did, and, and I listened to it several times before I realised what it was 
and then but you can hear all the ad libs going on in the background, all the conversations. And if you listen, you have to listen to it on headphones to hear it. Um, but it's just it, you just you've never heard anything so awkward. If you've got life. it, send it over. We'll stick a little bit on. <laughs> I've got I've got it in the house. I can send it. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll have a little bit um, of that. The next there, there's an exclusive for you. As far as, far as the uh, worst thing that anyone's ever said about my music, it was my best mate, who after a series of shows where I was so nervous about singing, where my vocals were so quiet, he took me to one side and said. Uh, you're a half decent guitarist, you're a half decent singer, and I like your songs. So why are your life shows so goddamn mediocre? He's like, grow a pair of balls and start singing like you mean it. Um, and in actual fact, it was, um, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Because I was like, sitting here now, wasn't Because he had the... Uh, because he had the balls to tell you. Yeah, but no one else did. That's what you need though, isn't it? Yeah, you do. You need the worst thing as a musician is people be polite. Exactly. You need to be polite when they don't mean it. Um, you want When you ask for opinion, you want an opinion. It was constructive feedback of, of the most brutal nature. But having said that, um, I don't know anybody... I mean, I think the worst that anyone's ever said about my music has been that they've been indifferent towards it, um, which is a little bit... I, I don't know. I, I, no one's ever come to me and said, I really don't like that or I don't think anything of it. Um, anyone who's ever, but then I guess you wouldn't say it to someone's face, would you? So I don't know. Troll the, troll, troll the local music scene message boards and see if you can find some really nasty comments. I'm sure there's some up there. Like, you know, I write all my own reviews. I write bad ones as well, just for a bit of balance. <laughs> That's a good thought. That's a good thought, actually. Um, no, I, but I'm sure that whatever's been said. Uh, it's either justified or, you know, someone's personal opinion. That's, that's fine. They can say what they want. Where can we find your music? Finally, uh, do we have a website? Um, you just yes. told me you're about, you're about to make a website, aren't you? I am. I am. How long will it be before this? It'll be the end of the week. About a week, but it ends up forever. Okay. In which case, you can find all of. Um, well, you can find me uh, and a selection of tracks from the first album at iancourtney.bandcamp.com. That's Ian Courtney. .bandcamp.com and very soon you will be able to visit the shortened version which is iancourtney.com which will have um, that's iancourtney.com we, we get impressed when there's a, just a, a .com domain it's like .com wow yeah wow, it doesn't that. cost as much as you think um, but I'm uh, no mine's dot com. I know. I'll, sorry, when I say we, Alex gets impressed about <laughs> dot com. <laughs> That's fine. I used to get Ian impressed by dot com. Yes, you can, and there will be there will probably on the Bandcamp you can get you can download some of the tracks from the first album for free. Um, the whole of the first album will be available in about a week's time, and the second album will be available probably, I would imagine, mid to late April, because we've still got to go through duplication and everything, but the MP3s will go up there along with hard copies. Should we say May? Yeah, May. And, and you'll be able to order hard copies and buy the MP3 format of the album on the website. Wonderful, I'm looking forward to it. Ian Courtney, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Martin. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, uh, Okay, well, yeah, I wouldn't maybe go to I'd just, like just like to say it's been a pleasure. I'd like to, but it would be a lie. That's fine. That's not a problem. I, I'd love to say it was a... I'm feeling... Um, I like trailing off just uh, just before you press the stop button. But, um, Do you want to just trail off? Just, just, before, just before you go, I'd just like to say one word. What might that be?
There's beauty in the bleakness and redemption in the seas. Going down the ocean and let the waves roll over me. Take a walk to the edge and bow down before Neptune. Sweet mist out from the shore. Come and claim me the ocean undertaker Wash my earthly remains Gently back upon the breakers Put my sins in your locker But then you must set me free I can no longer keep the peace between the devil and the deep blue
Ian Courtney there. Ian the Courtney. Oh, Ian Courtney. Ian Courtney. Ian Courtney is remarkably strokeable. He like is, a isn't furry strokeable cat. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful answers from Ian Courtney there. Uh, next up, we have uh, a band who's actually sent us something. Sent us something. And they're from the local area, mm. from around here. Yes. Um, if you if you want to send us stuff, Alex was uh, commenting earlier that we should have an email address. We do have an email address. It's uh, musicbymiosis at gmail.com. But if you contact me, if you just use the code to musicbymyosis.com use the contact tab there's a podcast tab with all the links on it there's another one that says contact I'll get that I'll get back to you and we'll sort something out if you want to send us something because we I think we're running a little bit dry on on new songs we played a lot of new songs we play a lot and next week is next month sorry is going to be uh, our last podcast in this series and we're going to need some songs for that unless it's going to be a Mario special <laughs> Alex just nods he didn't even laugh at that it probably will be um, this is a, a song sent to us by Albion though it's from a CD called Fistful of Demos so I, I'm guessing that it's not available in the world, in the real world, they just sent us this. Uh, but you can uh, get get in contact with uh, Albion Row on Facebook. Albion Row uh, official at facebook.com forward slash Albion Row official and then official. And this is um, this is this is a bit of a a changing gear for us. This is a bit rocky. Wake everybody up, Alex. Ooh, oh, 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 let's have let's have some fucking guitar. Let's fuck that guitar. Gonna do it again. I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna do it again. 
say, if you had the chance to do it again, what would you do again? You <sighs> would do that. <sighs> and he did. Gotta do it again. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. We're rock, we're rock artists now. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Suck my snake. Oh. Yeah, so, um, the, uh, winding up now, aren't we? We're getting to the end of it all. Should we do it again? No. No, no, no. no. Uh, on our, uh, on our not, not covers special. No. Our not covers special. We're going to play a song that was not by Portishead ever and don't ever remember Portishead ever doing it I don't remember Portishead existing no they never did Portishead is a place isn't it in uh, yes in Wales you, you pass it if, no no in Wales it's on that in the Bristol Channel it's that it's that beautiful place where you go if you're going down the motorway into uh, Devon and you've got the Bristol Channel on your right and uh, you pass Portishead and it looks wonderful. I think I might visit there one day. It looks like a really nice little town, just well, sat see. on the on on this on this piece of vastness, which is the Bristol Channel, and you can kind of see over to Wales. And it's nice down there. And there's, um, I think, you've got like the Seven Bridge, not the it, yeah, it's the Seven Bridge, Wales, and you've got these vast objects and these vast countries. And a, a vast bit of water, and it's just a little town just sat just there. Just sat on the edge. That's all Portishead is to us. Well, that's it. People often think it's in Wales. People often think it's actually a band, but it's not. It's just a town. It's not. It, it doesn't exist. I mean, we're not. I, sorry, EMI, don't take this podcast down. We're not. We haven't. We haven't done anything We've wrong. We've done maybe. nothing. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Having said that, um, this is, uh, if you go to soundcloud.com forward slash Eddie Rivers project or project if you prefer. Eddie Rivers personal project. Soundcloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Eddie Rivers project. Uh, you can hear this, which is, uh, uh, which is called Glory Box and it's not by whoever. It's not who who who, who? yeah who? No, I, don't I don't even I don't even remember the nineties. No, it's gone. I, I I don't think they existed. It's a foul memory. And this is the last song we're going to play. So uh, thanks for listening, especially to you guys in the USA. Wee! But mainly to you guys in County Durham. You're lovely. This is Glory Box. Thank you.
that was uh, Eddie Rivers and Glory Box, which was not by Portishead. Most certainly not. It was not by Portishead. If Simon Cowell's listening in. And that was our Friendly Atmosphere Newcastle Music Scene podcast. Episode 5. April edition. Thank you very, very much for listening, especially you in the USA. Yes. A big shout out for those in the USA. And a quiet shout out. I love you in County Durham. You know, home is where the heart is and this is why we do it. Because it's why we start out in the first place for for those people in Newcastle that that want to listen to some good independent music in Newcastle. This is why we're here. So, you know. Because you you won't come out to see it. So you can sit on your asses and listen to it. And listen to it all the way through. All one hour and forty-three minutes of it. Uh, thank you. Next next month is our last one in this series. We'll be back in the summer, but uh, next month I think we're going to have a little bit of a laugh with it, aren't we? We're going to do some. Why not? We're going to do some special things. We'll next have a month. bit of fun. Tune in next month That's for that. In between a bit of fuck away here and there. Fuck away. Fuck away. Fuck away. Fuck away. Might, we might actually explain fuck away on the next podcast, shall we? <laughs> no, it's our, it's, our own, it's our own private thing. And if we explain it, it's going to get way oversubscribed. Let's face it. Thanks for listening, kids, anyway. Uh, all the music that we play, it's on the podcast tab at musicbymyosis.com. It's a goodbye from me, Martin the Thompson. And a goodbye from me. The golden swan. The golden swan. Like the thumbnail said, the golden swan. Golden swan. Golden swan. He is the man with the golden Listening to the Friendly Atmosphere Newcastle Music Scene Podcast. Goodbye.